Hey guys, welcome back to the post show. Uh, we had another great episode this week. Uh, not a whole lot to talk about, but somehow we ended up having another long episode. Uh, we talked uh, Kenobi and Diablo Immortal. Uh, we're still watching Spy Family each week, so we talk about that. Uh, Dave's finally caught up with Barry. Well, he's ready to start season three, so we talk uh, Barry uh, episode one. Uh, and then we did another news feed this week. We've been having uh, had fun with that last week, and we we're glad to do it again. So you know, we talked some Game of Thrones news and some more Star Wars stuff with Taika Waititi, and uh, we talked Tokyo Revengers and My Hero Academia and Lord of the Rings. It was a really fun episode. Like I said, not a whole lot that we talked about, but somehow we made it into this big grand thing. So we had we had a lot of fun. So. Thanks for listening, and I can't wait to see you guys next week. Bye. Hey there, Grant. Hey, Dave. How are you, boon companion? <laughs> Doing pretty good. Yeah, pretty thought good. I'd hit you with that. Man, what a week. I know. You ever have a week where you're like, oh, I'm so glad this week is almost over, and then you're like, oh, it's Tuesday. It's weird, because the podcast night, podcast night is just like a weird like uh, snap back to like reality. You're like, oh, yeah, like so much has been done. So, yeah. and, you know, all the prep going, you know, for Tuesday, and then you're like, Oh yeah, like the rest of life exists after this. Yeah. <laughs> we have the whole week. This does serve as a good way to break things up a little bit. Mm. But it's also like it's it's exhausting, you know? I just I I don't think I need to talk to you this much. Yeah. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> um man, we got a lot to talk about this week. We do, yeah. Okay. That's Big enough. Boy right up top. Let's yeah, that's enough footsie. Um let's talk about Kenobi. Yeah. You're familiar? With the term? Very familiar. Very familiar. The character? Kenobi. You've heard of it? <laughs> I feel like that's all I see anymore. It's actually kind of exhausting. It is kind of taking the, yeah. the internet. I, I think um, we we have to talk details. I mean, if you're listening to this and you're listening for Kenobi, I mean, you know, we've been talking plot pretty much all week or the whole run of the show. So we should give a spoiler warning. You know, when we're listening to this, the finale... It's also a good week out, though. Like, yeah. For, like, after the fact, so... We, yeah, exactly. So we're going to give spoilers for Kenobi up to episode five. When we're recording this, episode six, which I think is the finale, right? Yeah. Is not out yet. We're going to see it soon. So, you know, take everything we say with a grain of salt. We can't see the future. Okay, let me just let me just pitch it to you, bud. What do you think? Best episode yet? Week? Yeah, I think. I think... Okay, so funny enough, I think it's the best episode yet. But there's some key plot moments in the episode that I think are the worst yet. Okay. I love the, the yeah. duality. Why don't, yeah. why don't you riff on that? What's the best and what's the worst? So best, I think, is just how they told the story. Um, you know, it's if if there's one thing about Kenobi so far, is like it's not really breaking ground. It's been very, like, by the motions. But they did, like, a fun little, you know, they kind of played with the story where, you know, we were getting the moments happening, like, in the moment, like, currently with Kenobi in the path and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we get these flashback moments with, you know, him and Anakin, which, whether that was actually a memory of his or if that is 
just like a reflection of like Vader and Kenobi now, like back on the time, but how they were right. acting in the moment. Like it was kind of like a really fun little way. Like it seemed it seemed very obvious as it was happening. Like of course. I think by the second counterpoint, like the second jump back, it was easy to pick up. But I was like, well, that's kind of fun. You know, like the Star Wars hasn't really kind of played around with mm-hmm. that kind of editing before, like mm-hmm. in any any facet that I've seen. So like it's like I said, it's not like you know, groundbreaking by any means, but it was it was kind of cool that they were having some fun in this way. So I I really dug that. It was beautiful. Um, you know, the 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 VFX was like pretty solid at, at various moments. Um, I because I was weird because like you know in the previous episode when they introduced like this rebel base or path base, it did look a little cheapy. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we kind of had more of it. And as it was kind of, you know, expanded upon in this episode, like it was pretty much just like one area in tunnels for the most part. Like, <laughs> again, it, not groundbreaking, which I think is Kenobi's MO so far. Yeah. But but it was it was just looked nice. And, you know, the, the battles kind of seemed pretty realistic. And it, it was cool to see like a practical battle, you know, like a, you know, essentially like a laser battle for the lack of a better term, like a blaster battle. Yeah. It, it was like very like little CG for that. And I was like, that's, that's a good point. Nice, you know, you don't, you don't think about that because when you think just to interject real quick, when you think about star Wars battles, you know, it's either a lightsaber duel yeah. or it is a stadium or football fields worth of CG and droids and, uh, and clone troopers, right? Like you don't mm-hmm. often get these little hallway fights, kind of like the beginning of a new hope. Yep. Like, you don't get a ton of that in Star Wars. It feels like a lot of it is, you know, in, in, in the midst of a war, like, much larger scale. So this I is think, a little th- more intimate. I think the last time they... Oh, intimate's the perfect word for it. I think the last Maybe. time they had something similar to this was Rogue One. You know, like, mm. that scale of, like, you know, more more going on, but, like, you know, less, you know, less, you know, CG and VFX, however you want to put it. When but. you look at it through that lens, this show, you know... It has been kind of intimate, right? You think about Vader yeah. being on screen, his big scene in this episode, but also in the episodes that precede it. It's him in rooms with a small amount of people. We, mm-hmm. We're not really getting like the galactic fleet, you know what I yeah. mean? And, and all of that stuff. So it's you not know, all about war, which yeah. we, which we you know, predominantly see. Because it's, le- it's more so domination, right? They don't need, yeah. it's not really about the Clone Wars. All right. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but so I guess like for the good, and how about you? Like what what are the things you liked about this one? Yeah, I think, um, okay. So I think I liked the plot progression a lot. Um, You know, I I felt like a couple things paid off. This whole, uh, what do you call it? The Grand Inquisitor thing was paid off. Um, A lot of the complaints that, you know, and, and I say this every episode, but just in case it's your first time listening, you know, Grant is really like the resident expert on Star Wars just in terms of, of canon and and all of that stuff. Um, sorry, by no means an expert, just a little more, a little more FaceTime with it. Yeah. Um, so he's just seen a little bit more, and he's a little bit better informed. So all of that said, you know, a lot of the complaints that I've seen online are like, oh, you know, Vader would see this coming, or this mm. person would see that coming because this is how they handle it later, and such and such canon. But, you know, as a, someone who has a slightly more casual relationship with Star Wars, I was like, okay, I sort of see what people are saying, but I'm just going to see how this plays out. I think if you were, if you had that mindset, I think this episode worked a lot because, yeah. you know, it, I was patient. And I think that the, some of the gambles the show took probably paid off. I, I got to say, I know it feels um, almost novel, but some of my best 
or favorite scenes are done using this filmography technique, whatever you want to call it. I'm sure there's a word for it, for interspersing a flashback and mm. making it relevant to your current moment. Um, I know I asked you a few weeks back on this show, did you did you watch HBO's The Watchmen, the miniseries? I did not, know. They have, Grant, and it's, uh, you know, this is no spoiler whatsoever, like, they have one of the best scenes I've seen in film that is cut exactly like this. Okay. Where they cut to a flashback, and all of a sudden the words in those flashback that flashback really really become relevant to the present moment and i don't know i just i thought it was you know kind of artsy and it was kind of cool to see disney do that i don't know i like the vfx you know by and large i I like the episode and obviously the end the the vader payoff that (laughs) catching the the ship was wild (laughs) yeah i I could feel people screaming like force unleashed at their tvs i could feel you know what i mean and you have to, for all the canon and stuff there is out there about Star Wars, we have seen shockingly little of Vader on the big screen. And this isn't yep. even the big screen, but like his official, you know, James Earl Jones showing up, fucking shit up. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw some stat, like, in all of the movies, he's had like 40 minutes of screen time. Yeah, he's almost a minor character. Like, yeah. At, you know, at certain points, yeah. So you need, I don't know, I thought it was like, yeah, let's give him a moment here. You know, he had the Rogue One moment, he had this. What did you I think still- about that? I still think Rogue One is, like, top tier. Because, like, oh, I think yeah. for the most part, it, it, it was just kind of, like, unhinged. We hadn't seen any unhinged Vader like that live action. So, this is... Not that this is, like, lesser. You know, I, I, I just think it has, like, you know, it came second. Like, that's the only unfortunate thing about it. Which is, again, it's by default, that doesn't make it bad. But the, you know, just, like, the hymn of, like, I knew it was you. It's like, yes. It's like, thank you. Like, you know, it's it's so good just to see him, like, flat out, like, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> like, yeah. He, um... You know, it's it's like, okay, like, Vader's... Anakin was smart. Vader is smart. You know, it's... You're not gonna... At the end of the day, you were a youngling. You're not gonna pull the wool over his eyes, so... Yeah, I really appreciated the, like, the distant... Like, the zoom out and, like, of course he holds all, all the cards, guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... Like, just everybody relax with your whole, like, oh, Vader's been nerfed and all this crap. It was like, yeah, he's the boss. He mm-hmm. knew what was happening. Give, give me, all right, give me your nitpicks. So, nitpicks, I think, you know, the the whole youngling thing with the third sister, I, like, I understand, like, maybe she doesn't look the age for, like, the events. Because, like, as a young, she couldn't have been more than, like, you know, she looked like seven or eight years old and like she did, and it's 10 years later. She does not look like an 18 year old woman. I know that seems so silly and like a little contrived and like a weird thing to hold on to, but like, she looks like a much older I'll, person. I'll give you that while simultaneously patting myself on the back because I was like, of course, Disney's yeah. going to do something. I should have, I should have like framed it better, but I was like, Oh, that's gotta be her. Right. But the timeline yeah. didn't line up and I was like, but why are they doing this? Yeah. But I did call that shit. You Let it be known. You- you 100% called that. And, and looking back, like, you know, Leanna and I were talking about it. And the girl playing Leia, like, Leia is supposed to be 10 years old in this show. That girl does not look oh 10 my God. at all. She's supposed and, to be like, 10? She's supposed to be 10. That's a toddler. Well, yeah, because, like, you know, like, they were the events of, like, Revenge of the Sith yeah. happened. Like, she still got them. her umbilical cord. <laughs> it's, so, Sorry. like, you know, it's just, it seems, I was like, maybe that was, like, a weird little hint or just very coincidental to the fact that, you know, it's. I don't know. It's like I said, it's a weird nitpick to have, but it's for whatever reason. And then also, like, I think the biggest nitpick for me is Bail or- Organa dropping the ball, leaving a message. Like, I know, like, it wasn't Obi Wan that lost the transmitter, but it was, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Kumail Nanjiani's character who, had, you know, it had fallen out of his arms or whatever. But, like, 
he would not openly he's such a smart character like you know he's he's renowned in, in uh, for his you know as like a general and a politician and a strategist and like just openly leaves a message like that on a recorded channel yeah. of like the two biggest secrets in the galaxy of you know being Leia and Luke and I was like that is so short-sighted on the writer's part and it was it just it's probably the most ham-fisted moment in the show so yet or so far and it just it really stuck out to me and it kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth yeah Okay, so maybe we should just briefly visit the plot whole thing. Um, yeah. So there's that, and I, I agree. that That's a very weak moment. It's like, okay, clearly, what does the show want? The show needs the plot to get the third sister to Tatooine, right? Mm-hmm. Simply put, this is where the climax is going to occur. All of that makes sense. Could we have got her there in a better way that what didn't make him look like a simpleton and didn't make mm-hmm. this feel like amateur hour? This is like, and I hate to come back to it, but it's such a great, such a great example of if you kind of look too close and you start poking holes, you're just going to continue to find these little inconveniences. Mm -hmm. Like I saw one person and I'm not going to go on a, we're not going to do the whole thing where we list every plot hole. That's just not what we're, what we're about. Um, But I saw someone being like, oh, you know, the third sister discovered that Obi-Wan rush to the aid of this leia girl why don't we just cut all the shit and go to the father because clearly they have a relationship and boom you've just saved yourself five episodes right it's like once you start kind of poking holes and looking for stuff like this things tend to unravel a little bit and the comparison real quick i was going to make is is this as bad i think i know what the answer is but i want to hear from you is this as bad and kind of convenient as the final season of game of thrones no, I don't think so. I think that is like way, way worse. Like to defend that point is like at this point in the world, the empire hasn't fully like cruxed everyone out. Like mm-hmm. there's still like there's still the Senate and there is still people like oh, like they can't make as big as moves like as they will kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Bail Organa is like a well-known person in the Senate still. So like if, you know, the, the Inquisitors like marched in on that planet, like I think they are worried of like a rebel because like they've hinted that they know like the rebels are slowly building. Okay. So th- that point of like just going for bail, I don't think that would pan out well um, narrative wise. And I think, you know, I-, I-, I think like them relying on getting Kenobi this way m- makes sense. But mm-hmm. um, no, Game of Thrones, that last scene was just like, it was, it was like fumbling. And that's what the end of this episode felt like. It was just, or pretty, sorry, the third sister, she just fumbles into every situation with, yeah. with Kenobi. And it's like, this is all too convenient, you know, like across the board. It's tough because you can feel, you can feel like what happened in the writer's room or, or whatever in some high level meeting over at Disney was like, we need a foil to Kenobi that isn't Vader because if we just pair them up the whole season, it's going to just not make sense and it's going to cheapen a new hope when they have that final meeting. You know what I mean? So you want to have them kind of, miss each other here and there but there still be conflict but like there need there needs to be a point a negative to kenobi and they yeah. chose the third sister for that but they just they have not done right by that character like dave after this episode this show reeks of backdoor pilot backdoor pilot i think this is like i think you know, everyone's talking about a second season of kenobi i think they're doing a third sister show i think Ugh. she's gonna defect away like you know kenobi's gonna do his kenobi thing talk her out of it you know and just like 
you know, they've really they've really set up how there are Jedi still across the galaxy, and they're hidden and they need help. And she, you know, she was a youngling. She clearly is not like full on leaning Sith leaning. Like you know, she just wants revenge, which you know, it's kind of like a no no as like you know part of like the Jedi you know faith mm-hmm. and all that there. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, not to get too nerdy about it. But I, after this episode of like her, she's gonna get angry. Like there's unless this next episode the the finale is like an hour and twenty minutes. If they keep it short like they have been, like I know I think the first two episodes were long. These past few have been like thirty to forty ish mm-hmm. minutes. There's going to be no more, and you never know. Like I could be wrong, but like I don't think there's going to get enough Vader time that everyone wants. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get that. We might get a couple good scenes with uh, Hayden Christensen, but I think this is going to be mainly revolved around you know third sister and Kenobi, and it's going to be a, you know a setup for her in the future. I don't think she dies. I don't think she dies at all. Interesting. I mean, you know, when you say it like that, <laughs> yeah, it makes an awful lot of sense. Um, it's just the plot armor on her, like in these five episodes, is asinine. Well, she's me. half a protagonist at this point, right? I yeah. mean, she really is the audience's viewpoint of the other side. And I remember, you know, some early complaints, not that I necessarily agree with them, but some of the early complaints were like, this feels like two different shows. Maybe we should just do a Sith Inquisitor show yeah. on the side of the Empire. I don't think it would go that way if she got her own show. But, you know, it is Disney, so maybe mm-hmm. maybe this is uh, all a setup. And, and I don't know, we'll have to reserve judgment on how the cards kind of fall in the finale, I guess. Yeah, because like at this point, like I know it's Kenobi's show, but it, it feels like I, I can't see like another, you know, another adventure across the galaxy. You know, like this feels kind of like a finite thing. You know, maybe it puts a, th- a couple more things in perspective for him about guarding, you know, Luke and kind of leaves it at that. Like I, I don't know. It's I, like I don't dislike the show. I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's pretty. It's fun. You know. Mm-hmm. It's again seeing you and McGregor like every second with him on screen. You're like, this is what we signed up for, whether it's good or not. Yeah, I think you the, know, we just want to see his face. And you know, he's, at the end of the day, I'm he's winning in this for sure, right? Absolutely. His performance is great. Um, that guy truly embodies Kenobi. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone else can really touch that character. I gotta say, another thing real quick is like, we've been pretty much goosed, is that the term? To come up with zero, like on our predictions yeah. of, I mean, Liam Neeson better walk in with fucking uh, Mace Window and Yoda next uh, next week or this week, otherwise. Well, some, some sleuths are saying Mace Window was in like the, the car, or the, the Amber tomb at the bottom of like, you know, uh, the Inquisitor uh, temple there. Really? Yeah, I don't know, it's like, there was like a... Like a big, a couple of YouTube videos and forums. I was, I was about, looking like, for someone I might Easter recognize. Eggs. And like the first one we see is like a pretty pivotal character, like related to Ahsoka. Of course, you um, know. from from Clone Wars. So that was like a really cool one. And there's a couple other like little characters along the way. But um, uh, apparently, like I, I rewatched the scene. It's kind of hard to tell, but a lot of people are convinced like Mace Windu was was definitely in one of them. Dang. But. Uh, so, you know, I guess if you want to say he was in it, he was in it. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I don't know. I saw something today, too, like total total sideline. And we should probably move uh, on shortly. Tell me. But um, apparently people are saying a uh, it would be cool if Disney uh, did a what-if show like they did for Marvel in the Star Wars universe. for like And kind of like play around with like expanded universe stuff and just kind of, you know, kind of go... You know, like uh, Star Wars zombies or like a Mace Windu survive story. That would or, be know, dope. Like all this. That would be really cool. And I, I can't believe I never thought of it until I saw like there was some um, fan art today on Reddit. And I was like, wow, mm. that's that's like a 
like a you know no brainer idea. Like it's like the anime thing all over. Like they should be making forty seasons of uh, you know Star Wars visions. <laughs> like when yeah, I mean it's it's funny because the we'll end on this. The um, or actually, there's one more thing I want to ask you. But yeah, when you think about how hungry and starved and also kind of toxic the Star Wars fan base is, like it is kind of nuts that they're not churning shit out as much as the MCU is. Mm. Because good or bad, people are going to watch Star Wars stuff. Like sure. the appetite is just, is so there. But um, the last thing I wanted to ask you though is like, did, assuming maybe we don't get a ton more in the finale, though, you know, jury's out on that. Were you, like, happy and satisfied to see Darth Vader in, like, his ultimate kind of, you know, toying with third sister moment, pulling a ship out of the air, ripping it apart, all you know, yeah. n- dodging sabers, blocking, you know, fighting her no hands, all that stuff? Was, did that, like, yes, did that do it, it for you? Big time. Yeah. Yeah. And it was cool, too, because, like, the, the aha moment of... They've been teasing about how aggressive he is and fighting like that's not going to get him anywhere. And then that moment of like the trick ship, or you know, like the mm-hmm. the um, the scapegoat ship. Yeah, yeah, the, the decoy. You know, they, they piece up. Also, I'm just saying, like, if he caught that one so quick, like he could have caught that one. But <laughs> you know, anyways, it's, like I'm not going to say on that. But it was it's His awesome. Stamina you know? meter ran out. Yeah, but um, no, it's just like I said, I'm I'm having fun with the show. I'm liking it. It's just it's. It's it's kind of shocking just how, and it's like you said, you know, you poke holes, you're gonna find more kind of thing. But like, there's just some like very big like, come on, like mm-hmm. really, <laughs> but whatever. It's it's the I think it's the Disney Plus problem. I think I, I wanna yeah yeah Disney Plus, but I mean yeah, I mean we could do a whole episode on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know if I'll ever recover from the death of Wade. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we spent enough time. Matching uh, R.I.P. weight tattoos. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <laughs> um, all right, Kenobi. When you guys are listening to this, the finale will be out. So, yeah. tell us. I hope we're wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, tell us what you think about it. You know, respond on uh, Instagram or drop us a note wherever, and just let us know if you're happy with us. Send us your one out of ten rating. I will say though, Dave, count on the Qui Gon thing tomorrow. You think so? One hundred percent. They've had him like openly like Master Qui-Gon like three times. Good point. And he hasn't learned the space or the space ghost, the force ghost yet. And we know for a fact he learns it. So like Good point. Unless he does get that second season and they focus all in on that, but I don't know. Anyways. Okay. We're moving on. <laughs> Next up, this is another big one. Um but we probably won't spend as much time on it. Um Diablo Immortal. So the preface here... Was that immoral? Or like... <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Starting already. Okay, so if you're out of the loop, um, and you may or may not be, depending on what kind of a listener you are, but Diablo is a property owned by Grant... Interject if I get anything wrong. But Diablo is a video game. There's three of them out on PC. They've been, they're over 20 years old, um, 25 years old at this point. Blizzard makes them... And uh, Grant and I played Diablo 3 together. I played Diablo 2 as a kid. Extensively. Um, great <laughs> games on, uh, on PC. Um, you know, mixed reaction to the last one, which just seems part and parcel with gaming these days. Mm-hmm. But um, the big news is they put out a mobile-only game called Diablo Immortal, which is optimized. Uh, you, can't, you can't play it on PC. Yes, but it's beta. Yeah. It is optimized. Oh, okay, for, for mobile. Yeah, and okay, even the controls are, like, very clearly mobile. But 
All of that said, um, you know, there's just been a lot of buzz about it lately. They passed over 10 million downloads in uh, a week. Grant, what'd you say about like how much revenue they've made? 24 million in the first week. Yeah, so it's clearly uh, popular, but it's kind of complex because they've got this whole freemium model. Um, so we, we'll, we're we going to talk about that. I've actually played the game. Have you played it? No, no, I haven't. Okay. I, uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not much of a mobile gamer. Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> Neither, neither. If I, should I start then? Maybe just on the yeah, mobile experience. Yeah, no, no, get right in. Okay, so I'm, you know, Grant again uh, is kind of the expert on all things gaming, or at least he's just more informed than I am. I probably play like one or two games a year at this point, whether it's console or PC. Um, but I, there, I do have like main games, like I think a lot of people do that they always find themselves going back to. Do you have a game mm-hmm. like that? Not really. Yeah. Well, cause, see, because you play what's in. Like, you play cool yeah. shit. You play what the people like. I'm... Well, Tetris, I guess, would be yeah. my... I'm always... Anytime I can like play around a Tetris, I'll yeah. jump into that. See, I'm more of a filthy casual with, like, my approach to AAA titles. And sure. then I go back to the same three things. And those three mm-hmm. things are, like, Diablo 2 and 3, Halo, mm-hmm. any of them, and then, like, World of Warcraft. Sure. I'll spin one of those up for two to four weeks... And then my gaming appetite is like satiated for another mm. eight months. Um, anyway, you know, the kind of craving kind of hit me. So I tried Diablo Immortal and we're going to talk about the controversy, but I want to lead with Grant. This is like the best mobile game I've ever played. Really? <laughs> it's fantastic. Well, at the end of the day, it's Diablo. Like, like yeah. I'm not, it's, it's interesting because, you know, just from my perspective with, you know, the, the controversies that you tend to see with like something that's, you know, adjacent to like what's going on with Diablo Immortal is, you know, gameplay aside, everything, the problem with Diablo Immortal is like years ago, like right out of the gates, they had some horrible PR. They kind of like spat in the faces of the gamers. Like, like don't you have a phone? Do you remember that? I, I vividly remember our oh, I remember that. years ago. And just like the kind of like just the the short-sightedness of, they, of of their audience was very, like, it was just, like, out in the open. They really fucked up the announcement. Um, yeah. This product yeah. is not bad enough for them to get as much hate as they did in the sure. beginning, but they really flubbed the, the messaging, for sure. Well, it's just, like, the audience, like, you know, of, of when it comes to fan bases, like... Yeah, who do you think you're talking to? You know what I there's mean? There's very few as devout as, like, Blizzard fans. Like, for the longest time, like, they're, you know, we say it all the time, like, legacy shows. They're, like, a legacy gaming company. Yeah. Just from, like, this, you know, the... Just the way they push the industry forward. Grant, what are what did. are some other video games they make just for listeners' benefit? Like you know, like World Starcraft. of Warcraft, Starcraft, you know, Overwatch. Hearthstone, Overwatch, you huge know. games with hugely huge. devout. Like when people pick these games up, any of those games from Diablo to Starcraft to Overwatch, like people aren't playing them for an afternoon. They yeah. play them for years. Yeah, because Blizzard is that company that typically the retention know, is very, they have very strong. great retention, and they can yeah. they usually another thing is they tend to update these games consistently. I mean, I'm sure mileage may vary, but you know what I mean. Like games are often supported for a long period, so they hang on to their users for mm-hmm. years. Sorry, I interrupted. What? No, it's just so like you know there was there, it started off with that years ago at, at their you know BlizzCon event, and then it led into. You know, again, this still very relevant, still going on, all the sexual misconduct stuff going on, like behind the scenes at Activision and at Blizzard, mm-hmm. you know, the just, again, there's that whole very comp, like, well, it's not complicated, it's just gross, like that whole bag of things. And and then also like there's the, which is the forefront is the microtransactions in this game. I read something ludicrous that to fully 
uh, someone did the math, and you know, it was it was getting reported by various websites. I think Polygon or, or Kotaku reported on it. To like fully max out a character is like one hundred and ten thousand dollars USD. Yeah, yeah. Like it's you know, and then you know, there's like well, there's that video that I think that has kind of been the crusader against Diablo these past few days, or sorry, Diablo Immortal these past few days is this guy from New Zealand that blew like fifteen grand on like uh, essentially yeah. what are loot boxes. He's like a streamer, right? A streamer, and like. I think he like quit. Like I don't know if he like I, I I would need to read the article again. But uh, so again, correct me if I'm wrong down the road. Anyone? I don't know if he like canceled his stream or like isn't streaming anymore or like he like uninstalled the game and he's like not doing it anymore because like the internet blasted this guy because he was like glee like gleefully like oh I did it after fifteen grand you know <laughs> like you know whoopee. Yeah. everyone's like you're an idiot. I have so uh, mixed feelings on that particular case because like sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, we're not going to go in on the streamer, but like he was probably profiting from all sure. of the streaming revenue he was making, so he probably considered it an investment to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's ludicrous in the first place, right? Yeah. It's like, wh- how is this a thing that yeah. that is built into the game? And, and it's so fucked, just to steal the mic for a sec. Yeah. Because in Diablo 3, how many years ago was that? Five, six, eight? I don't know. Oh, um, maybe ten at this point, honestly. God. Close to it. God, we're aging. Um, I know. <laughs> good lord. Um, Let's fire it up again this weekend. No. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, but you know that that game they they managed to fuck up in different ways. But one thing that they flubbed really hard at launch was in WoW in World of Warcraft. There's auction houses, and it's very oh, simple, yeah. right? There's in-game currency, right? Like in any RPG you've ever played, you have gold, and in wow it's you can sell to real players and that's you know they're i'm sure it's not perfect but it was largely functional what they did for the pilot of diablo 3 when it launched is they made a real money auction house yep. so like you could you know pay let's say ten thousand gold which might take you i don't know six months to accrue or 10 real dollars and just bypass all that grind so it, it really truly made it like a kind of a pay-to-win game and it mm-hmm. got just an atrocious reception so they eventually killed it um but then they had different problems in the game and but anyway they like this isn't their first time here at like at you know some big controversial moment where like you know like a good example is like uh what's that huge game league of legends or overwatch Mm. where you can pay for skins but they have no fundamental impact on the actual gameplay itself cosmetics cosmetics that seems fine this mm-hmm. diablo immortal is not bad <laughs> no no it's it, it's strictly based again i don't know i haven't played so like i'm, I'm relying on you so it, like it is just like a four gear like you're rolling for is it yeah. or is it like is it for abilities or is it for like stat bonuses like again i'm completely i know nothing okay so yeah i'll be i'll be fully transparent so i'm not far in i definitely have several hours well maybe not several i've got a few hours into this and first I'll answer your question. I believe, I haven't paid any actual money. And if I did, I mean, I wouldn't be ashamed of it. But I haven't paid any money, but I believe basically how it works is you spend money for like in-game currency, and then you can use that in-game currency to, yes, like buy either items or if not items, like specific power-ups for items or sockets or gems or perhaps like, you know how there's rifts? Yeah. Uh, like in the old, in Diablo 3, like I think you can spend that in-game currency to increase, you know, loot drops in a rift or something like that. So 
it can be applied in several different ways. It also mm. there is also a, just a cosmetics angle, but I think the TLDR of all of that is like yes, by spending money, you will get a stat improvement. Whether it's like outright you buy a main weapon for ten bucks, I don't think so. But it's like a roundabout way of like yeah, one hundred percent you are cutting the line. This is going to be way faster if you just spend real money. At any point, have you felt like you're just hitting a wall? No, I'm, like my understanding, and and this is where the conversation is kind of getting dominated, right? Dominated, right? This happens with gaming, obviously. Um, is I'm nowhere it's constant discourse. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm nowhere <laughs> near level cap. I'm like 25 or something. Sure. What I, is level cap? I think 60. Okay. Um, as far as I understand it, the end game is where this stuff becomes really important, or because mm. uh, I think there's PvP and stuff like that. So what I will say, and I've seen this mentioned, but I I want to say it like very clearly in case you're thinking about playing this, is that like with or without spending money, the actual story and gameplay um, doesn't really seem to benefit, or at least I haven't felt that it has made a huge difference. Like from actually spending money, the story and the gameplay is great it's fucking a blast i i I will also say i'm playing this on an ipad oh way bigger screen like it feels like this would be dizzyingly busy on a smartphone regardless of like how big your smartphone is sure it there's just too much going on like i'm curious i mean clearly it's doing well because it's past 10 million downloads but like it just feels like it's really built for a tablet because Mm. They, they have done a really good job of, like, simplifying controls for making it touch compatible. And when I say compatible, like, it's really optimized for two thumbs. Hmm. Like, they did a really... I was shocked at that, at how well it, it's optimized. Like, did you ever play it on console, Diablo 3? Uh, I did, yeah. It's, it's fantastic, right? Yep. It's like, they figured out how to move away from a keyboard and put that on an Xbox controller, like, so seamlessly... And I'd, I'd say that they more or less did it again with Immortal. It's it's almost a shame that it's so overshadowed by this controversy because they actually put out a pretty great product. It's crazy to me that, like, I understand, like, you know, like, this is how these, these this, you know, specifically Activision, you know, like, Blizzard, say what you want, but, like, Activision's been doing this for a long time with a mm-hmm. lot of different genres. So, like, this is, you know, this is, they're not new to the table by any means. But they could have avoided all this if they had strictly kept it cosmetics like they do with, you know, some of their, like, you know, Overwatch or, or what have you. Because mm-hmm. it's weird that this is, like, the one they've chose to do the pay to win versus, like, you know, like, even Call of Duty. If, as far as I know, I don't think you can, like, purchase stuff to increase, like, yeah, maybe think... items that you can use. But maybe like... in certain game types, but they're probably not competitive <laughs> ones, right? Yeah, it just it's it's such a bummer because like it's such a good IP. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's it's such a gross thing to say, but like the Diablo games are great. The story is like very deep, cool lore. You know, there's a lot to you know, n- you know, gnaw on there. It's I don't know. It's it's a bummer. Like I don't I don't think I'll play it just because you know I'm not uh, I like my thumb hurts after like texting. So like you know I'm not, I don't think I don't think I'd be able to play a game on my phone like that. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's 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 I'll be watching it. I'm curious to see. Because publicly, like, Activision Blizzard is just, like, getting raked over the coals. And, like, from what I've, you know, they kind of don't seem to care. And it's like, well, they won. That's that's what they want. Yeah, this is the thing, right? It's like, if you're eroding your brand equity and if you're getting a lot of heat, but you've been here before 
and you know it might be, quote, temporary, and even more so, it's profitable, that's tough, right? Like maybe, and they don't really strike me as a brand or a company, and I'm not, again, I'm not as plugged in as you, but they don't really strike me as the brand to like take two steps back and be like, all right, we're going to make this right. Here's where we went wrong. So here's here's the interesting thing. Microsoft, Microsoft bought them. Right. So it's it'll be curious to see what Microsoft does with this product after the fact. Good point. You know, whether they just like, you know, hush, hush, like, well, we didn't make yeah. it. You know, we're going to, you know, be rewarded for with the spoils. But it would be curious because, like, I think Microsoft's going to have to do some serious damage control. Like, when if, because that's the thing, too. I think there is, like, a, the SEC is, like, getting involved in the purchase. Like, mm. whether, I don't know if it's, like, oh, fully approved yet. So, yeah, mergers of that size typically have to go through. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, or FCC, whatever, whatever it is. But, um, yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. I'll, I'll you know, I'm going to watch it, like, out of curiosity, but just, you know, Twitter is like the the typical place of just absolute human uh, de-evolution, and it's it's very much taking place. It's it's so hard. No matter how hard I try, Twitter's like, oh, you are so interested in Diablo more right now. No matter how many times I X out the topic for Diablo, it's like, no, you want more of this. Like, you want to see it. And it's just it's just because if you follow, it's it's funny. It's like if you follow anything even related to the subject, it's like, well, yeah, but yeah. this topic is really popular in that whole genre right now, so we're gonna show it to you. Anyway, that's Diablo Immortal. Um, my recommendation, if you care, is if you're going to try it, you know, it's it's literally free. Try it on a tablet if you're lucky enough to have one. I actually think I think it's a great little thing to have, um, especially if you're just bored sitting on the couch, but you don't want to, like, you know, rev up the PC or a console game. It's so easy to jump in and out of. I, I see no utility or upside in spending the money. In fact, I would encourage you not to. Mm. But... But hey, you know, if anyone's feeling like a Diablo itch, it's something new too, right? That's sure. that's fun. So easily accessible. And yeah, that's what they want, right? Get you in the door. Take that as you will. Um, Spy Family yeah, episode of some anime. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, thirty-six minutes in. Maybe we should talk about Spy Family or some anime. <laughs> Let me set the tone appropriately. Grant, I have so little to say about this episode. Really? <laughs> yeah, I just I um. Did you know this is a finale next weekend? Yeah, well, for for the first yeah. part, yeah, yeah. Like this was a really fun episode. It's just like yeah. I really like this one. Like, I, I I agree with you. There's not a whole lot to say, but like there's some like the moments that hit were like yeah. slam dunks. Yeah, we got like her first uh, Anya's first ever like little I don't know if you would call it a superhero moment. Starlight Anya is such a fucking good goof. <laughs> like, she <laughs> the embodiment like she's a mood like the whole slanted eyes i'm tired of this shit face she makes a little troll face she makes the troll face she makes yeah. yeah we'll call it that like i i've already seen it i think your wife sent me sent us uh <laughs> like they're already doing t-shirts at unique low because of course yeah. they are yeah this thing is absurdly popular it will remain absurdly popular um i enjoy it i don't feel it's underblown or overblown it just feels like there's not a lot of critique to give does that make sense no, one hundred percent. It's it's weird. Like it's just sometimes it, it feels weird just not have much to say on something that's just good. You know, it's it's like know, being it's, like, hey, did you see that episode of Friends? Yeah, yeah. good one. 
Anyway, it does, it does feel it does feel like with this show, it's like trying to get blood out of a stone, and not in a bad way, but it's like it's all very face value. You yeah, know, it's very situational comedy. These past few episodes, like again, like there couldn't be two better back to back episodes from the dodgeball one to the you know to this episode, like trying really to good. Stella. You know the whole the whole bit of like trying to find you know a task to do in like while they're volunteering in the hospital is I, I don't know why like going from like area to area to area just like really worked for me it was really really funny it feels but, like uh, they had a really strong first three episodes and then like mm. a little lull there maybe and I'm, yeah for us at least yeah yeah for us i mean the internet fucking loves this thing so um but then these last two or three have been really excellent as well so i'm hoping they end on a strong finale yeah, I think so, because it's weird, because they set up the next episode before, like, it wasn't like a stinger or anything, like, it was just, like, right, kind of as it was kind of closing out, mm-hmm. you know, because they, they, like, they tee up the whole dog thing, and, like, they, we get that clip of, like, who, which, clearly which dog they're going to be adopting, mm-hmm. uh, and I think, like, I, I totally forgot there was going to be a dog, because there was key art, when the show was announced, and there was stills and all that, like, the dog was everywhere. Oh. And I kind of just, I kind of just forgot about it. Me I was too. Like, oh, that's the fucking, or that's the dog, you know? Like, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's funny because, you know, we're jumping a little ahead because we'll be talking about it later. But you know, Leanne and I have been, we're almost caught up with Kaguya-sama. Like, we're in season three now, which is airing, has been airing week to week. Church. And these past, you know, we, I think we've watched the first five episodes, and I was, you know, I was saying today, I was like fuck it's kind of a shame we weren't watching this week to week because these are all knockouts like oh, absolutely really? knock- each like i feel like you know if we had been watching on the friday nights like you know we would have been laugh- like laughing our asses off and in comparison to spy like the other most talked about show this season it has been spy family it doesn't have like these big moments of like you know what p- fans have been waiting to see over time like it's the difference between like a returning show and and and, and a new show right it's it's weird like it's like i kind of feel like i missed out on kaguya-sama and i have been watching this in spy family week to week and it's like it's good yeah like i'm enjoying it but it's it's uh it's weird it's, it's very very weird it's very much a saturday or sunday morning cartoon like it's really become that like oh you know yeah. what i'm gonna watch something light start off the day good vibes it's still like, I was I've been reading like every week it's doing like more and more people are watching. Dude, it's it. numbers are absurd. It's yeah. it's interesting because like I, I feel maybe like a bit of my problem here is I'm just kind of disconnected from the community. Like maybe. You know when Demon Slayer is airing and Attack on Titan is airing, let's say specifically Attack on Titan. Yeah. Like we're doing the show week to week. We're yeah. ripping it open. We're watching every episode twice and doing notes and commentary and critique. And it definitely deserves and demands that. And everyone else is. But that's the I thing think, yeah. is that everyone else, those threads have multiple thousands of comments every single week. And you're just sort of involved. And people are, you know, we're, we're all theorizing and tearing stuff apart. And that to me makes sense. And I see in on Reddit, like these threads of Spy Family, same thing like maybe not as many but like you know they're i've never seen it break a thousand in the comments yeah there's just not much to talk about right like Mm -hmm. it's highly upvoted people are passionate but Mm -hmm. it's they're just more it's more like haha so cute i'm like yeah i agree i I, it's just again like it's you know there's just so many good things happen in the episode but like nothing is like blowing me away like uh, I, i can't remember her friend's name but like Oh yeah, like get a dog. Tell your dad like you did. You got it. You got it. That was a whole. That was a funny bit. Was, yeah. What? He's like, yeah. Tell him you want something. You need a, or you deserve a peanuts? reward or whatever. A lifetime <laughs> supply of peanuts. 
I don't understand the peanuts thing. I don't know if that's like a, I don't know either. She's, is that just like a character thing? Or is I that think like so. A, yeah. I think it was a character thing. That was my guess. Anyway, it's uh, it's good fun. I'm glad we got... I don't know if it was you or Vivian or maybe just community that the recommendation came from, but it has been a slam dunk. And like, you know, we talk about... One of the reoccurring themes on the show is we talk about like, what are some of the best entry points to anime? This is absolutely one of them. 100%. This if you're very, yeah. very warm and very. cozy. Very cozy show. and Yeah. If you're thinking about taking the plunge, try something like Spy Family. Or if you have a family member, member or friend, thinking of taking the plunge on anime, Spy Family is a good way to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to do two minutes on this ne- next topic. All right. Are we going long already? Like, how is this happening? Kenobi. Kenobi's been doing... Don't worry, everyone. <laughs> Kenobi's done this week there. We'll yeah. Be done Ease up, compadres. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to spend two minutes on Barry. Um, Barry, season three, episode one. I'm only one episode in. I don't know what has been taking up my time. Is it Diablo Immortal? I'm like looking mm. through the... Oh, you know what it probably was? is The Boys, which we'll revisit in a little bit. Mm. Um, I'm only one episode in on season three of Barry. And I only have really one... Well, no, I have a couple thoughts. And, you know, it's over now, right? And you're done. You've caught up. Yeah, I'm finished. I think uh, last week. Okay, so here's where I'm at. Number one, uh, it feels like the filmmaking is better. Mm. Like, yeah. it feels like... Uh, I know. I don't think Bill Hader directs many, does he? He does almost the entire season. Wow. And he'll be doing all of next season. Do you know if he did the pilot for season three? Uh, yeah, he did. I think uh, Alec Berg did, like the the middle like the middle three episodes and yeah. bill did the, the outside ones so the directing is definitely better like oh, there's yeah. a oneer in the pilot sally gets a long oneer that is so good mm. and so involved and i was just so impressed I, I know that sound that's like a very silly thing but it was like it was absolutely the thing that i took away from the episode the most and i was like jesus just the quality of the filmmaking is just different like they had time away you could tell they thought a lot about how they wanted to shoot some of these scenes. It feels different, but in a good way. Yeah. The second thing is because of what happens at the end of season two, and that was fucking like two years ago. So give me a break on the spoiler warning, people. Uh, but what I'll say is like, you know, things kind of come to a head with Hater's character, Barry, and he's more or less found out. He has all this crazy conflict with... Uh, with Noho Hanks guys and you know he's more or less found out and and Cousinow or Fuchs leaks to Cousinow that he may have killed uh what's her face Janice Janice and this is to me and I'm not saying this in a good and a bad way I'm just saying it in a way because I think last week I basically said Barry is like an incredibly better version of Dexter mm. Dexter had this like critical path point where once Rita died mm. It was like that was like the best shock value they had, but they also it was like they kind of blew their creative wad on that one surprise because getting rid of that character while a great twist, it created more creative problems for the show that they clearly were not able to handle as it as the longer it went on. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah, and it did not help that they did an additional 3 seasons after that. Mm-hmm. Um this feels like that only because i'm like well where the hell are we gonna go now and and i know that you know and you and that you're excited but i'm just i i'm like almost skeptical because this pilot is a time jump as well yeah. and i was like 
I'm just, I, I, I want them to nail this. You know what I mean? So, I, Dave, I will say I felt the exact same way. Um, <sighs> so it was, <clears throat> it was, I think just kind of, even though like the show is still very much itself, I found like just, again, I'm, I'm strictly talking about the first episode. Yeah, yeah. It felt, you can generalize about the season two. I'm not, you know, I'm not crazy. And, no, no, no. And, and, I, and I will. But like the first episode of season three, like it still felt like Barry, but there was like, it wasn't visually, but it was like kind of tone. It kind of felt, I think like what I had kind of come to term with a couple weeks later, like after a few episodes was the first episode kind of felt kind of fever dreamish. You know, it didn't feel as, you know, the show it is, we, we talked about this before. It's a very, a weirdly grounded show, but it's just like out there. Yeah, like, This sure. didn't feel very grounded. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt, it was very loose and kind of, not mysterious isn't the right word, but it just kind of very ethereal in a, in a lot. Of, I think a lot of the Barry related stuff just kind of felt out there. Agreed. And then, and then you kind of, I think you kind of clue into like Barry, the character is kind of, his mind is deteriorating. Mm-hmm. And then once I kind of clued into that, I was like, Oh, he's just like unhinging. And it feels like each week you see it like step, like it's progressively getting worse. And then when I picked up on that, I was like, and I went back and I watched those episodes and I was like, Oh, this makes so much more sense. It's the first time I had to rewatch the show as it was airing. Ooh. Just cause like, it, it kind of just seems a little more clear to like what's going on. Um, but I, the first episode and some of the second was kind of like, oh my god, like, I gotcha, <laughs> you know, like, and I think season two there was a lot more, like, just crazy out there moments throughout the eight episodes, mm. and this is like kind of less like it's more in line with like uh, Breaking Bad, I think. Like Interesting. as as the show, like you know, like there's big moments every episode, and you know the the story is progressing, but like it doesn't get like crazy. Until like you know, it just it has a nice gradual ramp up to like. How many know. episodes are there in season three? Eight again, yeah. Eight again, yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, were they like shooting season four like back to back as well? I believe. So. Or no, they had written season four. Like season four is ready. Like they just need to shoot it. I believe. Tight. Yeah. Okay, and you Dave, were relatively. You gotta listen. Go ahead. I was gonna say like if you're watching like one episode in, I think I mentioned before like Sean Fantasy's doing on the prestige tv podcast he's doing these interviews with bill Hader, breaking down each episode and they are phenomenal like it's being able to like watch the episode listen to the 30 minutes they're short episodes like 30 minutes and just seeing bill break down these moments and what he was thinking and it, it was you know especially like um the the uh it's not the one for episode one i think it's episode two it, like it it was just such a nice cool insight of like Bill communicating with his writers and the people like on set and like he's just such a film you know he's a cinephile right and he's surrounded yeah. by other people similar to that and to see them kind of just like nerding out about what was this and like also like you know how a joke is made and it's also fun to see like what lines were improvised by like which person and like how it's like yeah like we're using that like 100 percent like you know it's like who cares what I wrote <laughs> yeah I mean clearly you and I are into that kind of stuff right <laughs> yeah. like how the it's, how the sausage is made he, he it's did a one of the best. Like peaks behind the screen. It's called Prestige TV. Uh, yeah, the Prestige TV podcast. Okay. It's one of the Ringer shows, of course. Um, but he did uh, years ago. He did a joint interview on stage. Was it Y three Y twenty three with John Mulaney in New York City? Oh, never saw just that. they interview each other, and I think it was maybe for some kind of cause or maybe just some fun event. But same deal. They talked about directing and and Barry the show and like how he found that crazy 
child actor for season two, that really fun episode. And like, yeah. I was just like, man, it's so easy to forget that Hader is so behind the wheel on this friggin' show because he's just really giving it his all in this, in the character. And it's, it's just shocking to me that he's also fucking show running this thing. Like it's so, so impressive. Um, did you see, oh God, this might've been the Comedy Central roast of James Franco. Comedy Central I, roasts in general, I love. Oh, it's the President of Hollywood bit? Yeah, well, so Hater was there, obviously. You know this. Yeah. Um, but I think Jonah Hill roasts him and someone else. And they go, like, I can't believe you left SNL. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. this is clearly a horrible decision. You're never going to be more successful. Like, why on ever, why on earth would you ever, 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 <laughs> ever do that? And what does my boy Bill do? He books himself a T-Mobile commercial. <laughs> like, like, it really did look there for, for like a second. Like, he was so brilliant on SNL, and it was like, we're still waiting for him to do something. Waiting, waiting. He's got, like, bit parts in, like, these Apatow movies. And then he did, and this is the move. And it's like, holy shit, like, this guy bet on himself. Well, the nice thing that makes the whole Barry experience just that much sweeter is before Barry was a thing... He was doing lots of interviews because, like, I think he had come out about his, like, crippling anxiety, like, before Barry had started. And he was like, SNL was a nightmare for me. And he was, like, kind of just putting it all out there. For years, the man lived in fear. Yeah. And, like, and so when he was, it was funny because he was just, like, open about it. And, like, it it was not as fun as everyone thinks it was, you know. Like, it was not, you know, and, you know, like, make great friends and all that and blah, 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 blah. But, like, and he gets all that out there and everyone's like, oh, that's interesting. And then, boom, he hits his Barry and it's like, good, like. Yeah, you know, he got away from that thing that was like holding him back, and now you know it's, it's uh, it's not as interesting to see like SNL is not that pinnacle that everyone like kind of makes it out to be. Yeah, it's you it's, know everyone's thinking of all the great Stefan compilations and the best <laughs> of moments, and like yeah, that's all really really fun. But it doesn't hold a candle to anything he's done in this show. No, which, it definitely does not. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Okay, uh, well, I'm going to try and uh, inhale more of Barry Season 3, um, and, and we'll see where I'm at next week on it. So good. All right, let's break things up a little bit. Yeah. Dude, like, we might have to end on news. Like, I don't know what's happening. Like, <laughs> I think we just had a really front-heavy show. We did, yeah. Um, we're chatty Cathy's, as they say. And here's the thing. Like, I want to I wanna give this next topic, because... It's interesting. Uh, you know, it's it's fair due. So let's just see what happens with, with the time. Sure. Okay, news time. Kit Harrington returning for a Jon Snow sequel to the Game of Thrones series. So it's a spinoff, but it's after the events of Game of Thrones. Grant, are you among the millions of people clamoring for this spinoff? Abuse me again, baby. <laughs> I'm ready I, to be hurt. I, 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 whatever. I'm for it. Like it was so funny. Devin was here this weekend, and uh, he, he was like, "Oh, did you hear about that?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "What do you think?" He's like, "Give me ten of them. I don't care." <laughs> he's like, "He's like, good or bad, I don't care." He's like, "I'll, I'll watch them all." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm 100 percent." I um, okay. So I think the biggest takeaway, because I'm assuming he's involved. I think the biggest takeaway is George R.R. R. Martin at this point will do anything to avoid finishing those last two fucking books. Anything. Board games, 
fucking atlases at this point, prequel series, sequel series to a show whose story he hasn't finished. Mm. Like the man doesn't want to, he just doesn't want to. Okay. Leave him alone. Okay. So I I do, I I do want to talk about this for a couple more minutes because blood or uh, house of the dragon is coming out shortly. I don't know if it's, is it July or August that it's coming out? Or it's, it could be yeah, it's, let's say this this summer, and that is the like prequel thousand series. year prequel yeah. series to Game of Thrones for listeners' benefit. Go ahead. It's interesting because when Game of Thrones, like I think a year out from ending, or prior a year prior to it ending, or maybe yeah. even two years prior, they they greenlit like it was, I think it was like ten shows. It wasn't it wasn't that bad. It it did get there was like some misinformation spread. It was okay. like. Basically, what had happened? You're not off though. You're not that far. Yeah, off. it was. I remember it being like a lot. What had happened was, I think they were loving the money, and, and and it was just so blockbuster at the time that they did greenlight like at least six adaptations oh. to be developed. Now that doesn't mean they're the, going to commit to pilots for all of them, but I do know they shot several pilots. So like they were, they had people on the payroll that George R. R. Martin was working with for several different game of thrones type universe shows so mm. far a th- what is it house of drag house of house of the dragon or house of dragon? so far that's the only one to see, actually see the light of day shows tend to die in, de- in development a lot so that you know one for six like, is not bad because if i recall there was like three in total that were like were approved to go ahead two got nicks and house yeah. of dragon was the only one that like made it through yeah i'm wondering if they think they're pretty confident with what is coming down the pipe because <sighs> i think they were spooked with how it all ended yeah season eight no doubt about that so i'm wondering if this is just like maybe it's just you know they're hoping everyone has forgotten they're separating themselves from uh, D D there but like yeah you know like they were very clear like yeah we're done like <laughs> you know like with, with those guys but like i'm wondering if they think they have something on their hands whether it's just you know nostalgia but i i, I don't think they would be doing this if they weren't sure yeah, it's weird to me, right? Um, it's it's confusing because, like, once Kit Harrington was done, you know, and, and, you know, I don't like to dissect actors' careers and their choices and all that, but it, it is a weird move that he did this at all to me, you know, only because he was pretty vocal about this was ten years of my life, you know, the whole Jon Snow is he dead is he not dead thing that was like torment, <laughs> that was an awful experience, and then he was kind of on like he, you know, not many of the cast were super forthcoming. But they were all kind of, you know, tongue-in-cheek about, like, yeah, that ending was maybe not what I thought it was. You know, like, through gritted Mm. teeth. And he, in a couple interviews, was like, yeah, of course I was fucking pissed that Arya got to do it. Like, the whole point of my character was I thought I would be the one. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So he was kind of honest about not having closure. But the the chapter was behind him. I honestly forgot that's how it ended. Yeah. So (laughs) you said it, wow. But like it's been so long. when it was over, he seemed pretty happy that that chapter was over. He yeah. had a couple, you know, he was in a Marvel movie. Um, wow, well, I'm wondering if that's what bounced him back. It makes you wonder, like, yeah. and I'm not saying this to be a dick, but like, is this because maybe he sees this as the most profitable venture because like he didn't hit Hollywood as clean as he maybe would have liked? Mm. I don't know because if you look at that whole cast, I mean, Sophie Turner or whatever her name is. You know, she oh, bounced uh, straight the Jonas, in, the Jonas Brother one. Yeah, like she bounced right into uh, right into blockbuster films, and if, you know, Emilio Clark, a couple others, oh, Jason Momoa, obviously. You but yeah, Richard Madden too. He Richard had, Madden's had some he, great films. 
Oh, I should rewatch the Bodyguard. Bodyguard. Oh, that was so fucking good. <laughs> Go watch Bodyguard if you're listening to this. It's a miniseries yeah. on Netflix they did with BBC. It's fantastic. Top tier. The um, Line of Duty guy wrote that. Yeah. Oh, that. really? Yeah. That makes so much sense. It's yeah, so good. Bud. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'd... Uh, um, okay, so... <laughs> Let me reposition this question then, because yeah. now that you know it's coming, it does change things, right? Because mm-hmm. um, like it piques your curiosity. But if a year ago I said, you know, a year ago we were on this podcast, probably trashing Game of Thrones, maybe sure. me more than you. Yeah. But if I had said, are you interested in more Jon Snow? Like, you know, he goes, you know, he kind of goes back to square one. He goes back to the wall at the end of the, in the series finale. But the wall, the, the wildlings aren't really the wildlings anymore. The wall's kind of busted, but he's sent there. Mm. Would you have been like, yeah, I want to know what happens. You know, the love of his life is dead. He's been banished. His little crippled brother, they use that word in the show. I'm allowed. Uh, <laughs> is king now. I'm saying it. I, they should have done a wall show, like a, you know, a watch show for years. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe before the end of the conflict, though. Yeah. But, but this yeah, is maybe. after the conflict. There are no more White Walkers. Is, is George R. R. Martin involved? Or is that he must a hint be. of that? I mean, it's his IP. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It, just tell me if you're hungry for it while I look at it. While I look yeah, at absolutely. Like, maybe, maybe a year ago it would be a little different. But it was funny. It's funny. I was talking to Devin about this, too. At the Barry season finale, they, you know, the, they always do that. Like at HBO, like the... You know, the Sunday night shows, the finale of the season, uh, they always like throw like the new trailer for like the new shows or like yeah. the expanded trailer. And the, <clears throat> I've been pretty pretty dark on the uh, the new uh, House of Dragons stuff. You know, I saw one teaser trailer, the first teaser trailer. I haven't really seen anything since. And I wasn't going to turn away from like Barry, <laughs> you know, so I just watched this trailer and I was like, wow, that was like a very, very well put, to get tra- put together trailer. I had some bigger picture stuff kind of presented to me. I was like, I think this show is going to rock. Like, you know, even if it's like a six out of 10, it's going to be dragons, <laughs> you know, like, Good I don't points. know. It's, but yeah, I think with the, you know, the, the hype and the lead up, you know, the, the marketing machine going into this new show, I think, you know, even if this is all smoke and mirrors, there is going to be no Kit Harrington show. It gets people invested in, in the, the product again. Good point. Getting excited for, you know, at some point in the summer when the show drops. So, I don't know. Good point. It's uh, unknown, uh, Mm -hmm. according to a couple different outlets, as to whether or not GRM or George R.R. Martin is involved. So, he is co-creator and EPing on House of Dragon, though. Oh, is he writing it? I don't know. Co-creator. I mean, it sounds like he's going to have quite a bit involved as far as the story goes, right? And it is his universe. My money would be on he writes one episode at least. Yeah, I uh, yeah I don't know. It's just such an out of left field announcement. It's so random to me. Yeah. Um. Okay. How about a little more news? Have you had you ever have you ever even heard of Trigun? I had not. <laughs> okay, listener, tell us if you have. Apparently, it's a classic '90s anime, like a more upbeat Cowboy Bebop. Which sounds oddly like something I might hate, but sure. apparently... Cause, people are stoked. But people are fucking stoked. Like, yeah. really stoked. So, And it's on Crunchyroll, by the way. So I think I oh, might just... Really? Yeah, so I might just try the pilot, because oh. it's getting a reboot. So, that might be fun. Or I don't know if it's a reboot or a sequel, but they put out a key art thing, and it looked great. A little key art thing, so... You know? Yeah. I'll, I will I will try Trigun 
and perhaps I'll report back next week. I will too. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll do. It. Let's do the. Uh, let's do the pilot. Mm-hmm. Each. That's it. Um, dude, I forgot Taika Waititi was getting his own Star Wars movie. I completely. <laughs> Until I saw our rundown here, I totally forgot. Dude, am I? Are you nervous at all that Thor four might suck? No, I'm pretty confident it's not going to suck. It just feels like, to me, maybe I'm just. I'm definitely a half glass empty guy, um, but. Maybe I'm half two glass half empty on this. Did I mess that up? I think I'm having a stroke. Anyway, um, I Ragnarok was so magic. Sure. And then Jojo Rabbit, he wins an Oscar. Mm-hmm. And then I discover, you know, you show me what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this man can do no wrong. And then Marvel's like, all right, let's do it again. Put the lightning back in the bottle. Mm. And I'm just terrified that it's going to blow. It is weird that like the marketing machine hasn't like absolutely revved up yet because it's it's due in like a couple weeks, any day now, and like they haven't yeah. really yeah like you know what I mean. I don't know. It'd be curious to see what happens to embargoes. You know, Chris Hemsworth is out here saying, "Oh, it's the best thing I've ever done," but it's like, mm-hmm. of course, you have to say that. Sure, he's probably getting a cut of this one. If he didn't on the other ones, he's definitely getting a cut of this one. He's technically probably the first guy to get four solo films right in the MCU. Yeah, I guess Iron Man had three. Cap had three. Yeah. They, and even then, those I guess this is an ensemble too for the most part. Yeah, yeah I guess he might. Guardians be. two doing three. Yeah. Anyway. Good for him. Um, Who would but, have guessed? Eh, that was the, the one that would go the long mile. Yeah, very. I, it's. I just think that it's because he got a resurgence so late. Thor yeah. one, good, not great. Thor two, genuinely bad. Sure. Thor three, the best ever. Mm-hmm. that they've done so it's like well do i really want to hang it up now I, I get it um but apparently just on the taika note about star wars apparently it's going to be all new characters and in order to expand the world like we've talked about this with kenobi and with rogue one and about like everything kind of leads back to the skywalkers so i think that's his way of saying like don't worry we're not going to pull a ray skywalker on you enough said for me i'm that's all i think that's the end of the conversation right there okay yeah. i need just separate it and i, I just want taika watiti to be taika watiti new characters new like just do your thing and i think everyone will be happy whether whether it's good or great i think everyone just will be happy with that yeah i mean maybe one thing you can say in disney's favor one of those double-edged swords is like clearly with you the new sequel they gave their directors quite a bit of creative freedom at least in the first two Mm -hmm. um so if he has big ideas and he's got that mouse house of mouse budget you know should be interesting to see what he comes up with i don't know look forward to it are you looking forward to it as much as you are of season two of tokyo revengers coming in january 2023 i felt like i betrayed myself at how excited i got when i saw that (laughs) fuck out of here were you really yeah, I was like, I'm kind of ready to get hurt again. <laughs> I laughed. I was like, yeah, okay. Like, Thikamichi, I'm all about Thikamichi. that. Thikamichi. Like, the Tokyo Revenger memes that were liberally getting tossed around this house when that show was on. Like, that tail end of that. Like, between you and I, and like, you, Leanne, and I, and just Leanne and I. Like, it was endless laughter. And I'll probably watch it out of Absolutely. masochism. Yeah, morbid curiosity is is just it reeks of it, and 
I don't know. I saw that still, and I was like, yeah, it's time. <laughs> it should come out at the same time as My Hero Academia Season 6. I don't think it does, but they, they no. put out a trailer. I didn't even watch mm. the trailer, did you? Of uh, My Hero? Yeah. No, I didn't. Uh, people are excited, as they're going to be, right? The, like, like it's. I feel like I'm always repeating myself, but it's funny because you know the internet as a whole... People are always saying, like, oh, this is the arc, this is the arc. And, like, apparently, like, what we're getting... Apparently, like, this coming arc of Tokyo Revengers is as good as the manga ever got. Is, is, like, this arc. Like, this Christmas showdown or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Again, that's, you know, the internet's a big place. But, like, I've been seeing that a lot. And a lot of people are saying the exact same thing about My Hero. Saying, you know, the the highlights were, you know, the, you know, the tournament arc is one... Um, you know, the whole uh, one for all and all might throw down, you know, like when the, the retirement fight there. Oh, yeah. And, and and then like what we're about to see. And it's funny that these shows were so like kind of like raked over the coals so openly like last year. Yeah. It's so funny. That, like they both released like stills and trailers at the same time. That is in funny. Prep, in prep for the winter. So like I'm going to watch both. I guess, you know, we can talk about my hero, the, the trailers, well, or just the show as a general. Like I'm going to watch them week to week. You know? Yeah. I wonder... I mean, maybe that maybe this is kind of like what Star Wars fans or an anime people like have in common. It's like whether or not you like it, like if you yeah. if you like twenty percent of it, you're gonna yeah. watch it. And I would say I liked more than twenty percent of both of those shows. But like, they're both coming off of what I didn't think were super strong seasons. But like my no. curiosity, they just have me, so I'm gonna watch it. And. I don't think I have anyone to blame on about that other than myself. 100%. And, <laughs> at, at the very least, I'm going to watch one episode of Tokyo Revengers just to see what OP they choose. Because <laughs> I, you know, that's a daily driver. Like, Crybaby Hero is, like, an absolute daily driver for me. I of love course that. it is. I love that tune. Of course you do. Yeah, no, they had a great OP. That's that's fair. Yeah. I'm, like, out of, I think I'm out of topics. We're 68 minutes in. What did you do? <laughs> Okay, can we just talk about how fresh the Lord of the Rings orcs are looking? Yes, so some stills came yeah. out for the Amazon Prime billion dollar show, Lord of the Rings. and the Game of Thrones killer. The Game of Thrones killer. Um, <laughs> and the orcs look good. Okay, are you happy? I'm so happy. That was... It was, you know, you and Sam were down for dinner last week, and I think that was like a big conversation we had about, you know, the nervousness I think you and I both have, and all of us all have about Lord of the Rings, just based on Wheel of Time and, you know, what they've kind of done. Oh, yes, I remember, yes. And we were just worried about the glossiness and, you know, the the CG of it all, and I see today, they came out today. Yeah, Vis a the Witcher. And, you know, seeing those orcs, and they're really trying to do, you know, real makeup and and costume and i was like okay dude one at the very least at the very least they're trying with this i'm gonna give them a bone you know like yeah no 100 percent. one of these days and i don't know if this is really a fit for our podcast but i we could easily do a bonus episode on just lord of the rings appreciation for the original trilogy like i'm not saying we should i'm just saying it was our our star wars day like it really was and i can't it it's funny how the older it gets and the more shit that comes out, it just ages better. And mm. the deck that was stacked against that series, like, like it just was not built to succeed. Like no. it really wasn't. Like it did. Like they cast Aragorn two weeks before shooting. 
Peter Jackson was openly saying when people were pointing out plot holes and like, how are we going to film this? Like, ah, we'll figure it out. And like yeah. somehow it all just like works. Like yeah. that doesn't fucking happen. It just doesn't. And for it to still reliably, how many years later? 20 years? Mm. For it to be, I think it's not, it's fair to say the best fantasy property, both production value wise and uh, plot and all that stuff. Like, the go-to for most people that love that genre is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense how good it turned out. Um, so anyway, all of that said, like, to your point about trepidation, like, yeah, don't fuck this up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you already did the Hobbit movies, right? We can't get those back. No. Um, I mean, I get, you know, the saving grace here is that they're spending a metric ton of money on it. <laughs> so that's good, I guess. I mean, that... Not wanting to skimp is a good they, sign, right? I think they know, like, the hellfire that would rain upon ye. <laughs> you know, like, if they just, like, went wishy-washy on this. I think they have a little foresight into that, which... Yeah. You know. and, and, like, that's not exactly, like, giving them any compliments, because, like, duh. Like, you know, be smart. It's one of the biggest, like, historically the biggest IPs of all time. Like, yeah. And, and how much they paid for it, too, you have to assume they need to recoup their investment, right? And they... Yeah that they probably have a lot planned they probably want to do this for a long time so eh, i'm curious i like i'm you know that is it this year yeah september Ooh, it's coming up man mm-hmm. i mean we're gonna have to cover that right absolutely i think that's it dude like we have yeah. more stuff but i can save it for next week we yeah i don't even know what Kenobi happened. and diablo it just yeah ate up all our time yeah you know i got uh, i got nervous I got I, uh, ramble when I'm nervous. Okay, we have one more thing. We have a plug. Mm. Not a person you don't like, but promo. <laughs> um, I don't know when it's coming out, but it's going to be soon. It might even be this week. Neon Genesis Evangelion, the definitive review. I know you guys have been waiting for it. The show's been out 20 years, but you're unsure of whether or not you want to watch it until you hear our review. Our stamp is being pressed down. Yes. We're on it. It's coming very soon. We want to you know, make sure we're primed and ready to talk all details and all that. But it is coming. Um, you know, If you're curious about what it's like when we do deep dives, don't hesitate to check out the Attack on Titan episodes we've done. And also we've done dedicated movie reviews for like Your Name, Paprika, Grave of the Fireflies, um, Spirited Away, Spirited Away. Did we do? Uh, no. Did not just no. What was the fourth one? Anyway, we did movie reviews, and now we're going to do an entire... Akira. S- we did Akira. Yes, Akira. And now we're going to do an entire standalone series review that also includes uh, End of Evangelion, um, and we're going to probably record that soon and release it shortly after that. So look forward to that. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Bye, guys. Cheers. <laughs>